This is Channel 253. In this episode of We Art Tacoma. So you can go look up, you can look down, you can zoom in on the labels, you can click on the labels and go further and maybe there'll be a YouTube video and, and other things that you can look at about a particular artist. So it'll be multi-layered. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Welcome back to another episode of We Art Tacoma. I'm your host, Eric Hanberg. I'm producer Doug. How are you, producer Doug? I'm Sunny. You're Sunny? That's a, what, 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 who are you and where did you send <laughs> producer Doug? You're never Sunny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like, uh, you know, I've, I've had a sort of a creative, you know, um, high point lately. So, so that's good. That makes me happy. Well, maybe you're sunny because of the uh, charming interview we did with the executive director of Tacoma Art Museum, David Setford, who's here to talk about the reopening of uh, TAM, the future of museums, and uh, what you can see both online and in the galleries coming up very soon. Let's give it a listen. They have the freshest stare in town. All right, we're here with another episode of We Art Tacoma, and my guest is Tacoma Art Museum Executive Director David Setford. David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Eric. I'm, I'm delighted to be here and I'm uh, looking forward to uh, uh, chatting with you. Yeah, so tell me uh, when, when you came to Tacoma, how did, you, how did you get here? What journey brought you to Tacoma and the Tacoma well, Art Museum? <laughs> well, my journey has been long and complicated, <laughs> but for suffice it to say, as you can tell from my accent, I wasn't born in this country. I was born in... Uh, I was born in the UK. Uh, my dad was English. My mum was French. So I have sort of mixed um, uh, uh, background. I, I, I hold both those nationalities, actually. Um, and I worked in uh, museums in London uh, and around London till about, uh, until, in fact, 1990. And then I came over here. I married an American, came over here, and worked uh, out thereafter in museums, um, well, in Florida, two, a couple of museums in Florida, one in upstate New York, uh, most recently in uh, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Wow. Um, and uh, interesting, the way I've actually got cousins, um, uh, blood relatives who live in, live in the Pacific Northwest. And I visited them the first time I actually came to the States was in the year that Elvis died which your readers may remember, I think, as 1977. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I always thought, oh, what a cool place. If I'd love to come back. Um, and I kept promising my cousins that, you know, I would apply for jobs in the Northwest. I'd apply for jobs in, in, in the Northwest. And, uh, and the first one that came up was in... <laughs> Yeah, 2017, and it was Tacoma Art Museum. Yeah. So all of that time, um, um, you know, basically, uh, uh, basically 40 years since I first visited the U.S. And here uh, you are again. And here I am, uh, Tacoma Art Museum, which is a fabulous place, and get all the benefits of everything that uh, the the Pacific Northwest has to offer, 
plus a really amazing museum, which yeah. is right at the community yeah tell me tell me how you found uh tacoma as as an art town i'm curious to get uh someone who's still you know relatively new after a couple of years here what's your sense of of tacoma's strengths and where we could improve as an art town it's, it's, it's hard to say that there are really any places where we could we could improve i mean you know let's let, let's not be it's too, not a trick question i don't I, i'm it's sorry not a, quick, <laughs> a trick question but 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 I've just been blown away by the the art the art that's on offer here in Tacoma, you know, in all disciplines. Um, and and of course, they told me that when I came from my interview, and I go, yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I hear you. But when I came and I I saw that it was really true, and that for instance, just for instance, we have these um, these five museums in the museum in the basically in the downtown area. Um, which is which is a stronger concentration of museums than anywhere else in the Northwest that I know of has. Um, and they're all great museums. And then, of course, we have the theater and we have all of the other things that, 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 a, that a good, great town has. And what I really think is amazing is that all of these things are so supported by the community. And, um, you know, we share... We share uh, uh, donors, obviously, with like the Museum of Glass or Tacoma Arts Live, um, but they support everybody, and, and and the community supports everybody, and and all of those institutions are real community institutions in the in the best possible sense. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I've 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 had uh, more visits to um, museums and theater and music and uh since i've been in tacoma than for years before then <laughs> so it's it's really really nice that's really great good to music. hear so really one of the things music. that ha that was going on at, at tacoma art museum um over you know the last uh at least let's say 10 years maybe a little bit longer i'm not sure when you would start it from is a transition at the museum from Northwest art to art of the West, let's say. Is that is that an accurate portrayal? And how do you see that evolving as a as an institution? Well, yeah, that that really happened before my time. Mm -hmm. um, but but yes, since we since we really got going, I mean the, the, the museum opened its first opened a door to the to the public in 1936 when we were on campus at uh, at the uh, um, um, at the uh, at the college, um, and the uh, University of Puget Sound, should I say? Um, and th at that point, you know, we didn't really collect. But as we did start doing exhibitions and collecting, you know, the, the focus was generally the Northwest, and then some more national and international things, and then back to the Northwest. Um, and that's really one of our huge strengths. It's always been. People will always say. We we say, what do you like most about 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 Tam? Historically, people will say, oh, you know, you concentrate on the Northwest, like nobody else does. Yeah. In the Northwest. But yeah, then in 2014, we had this amazing collection of um, of uh, Western art gifted to us by by the Howe family, um, and the Howe family's sons were all born here in Tacoma at the hospital. So you know they really felt close to 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 this community also, yeah. um, 
And it has sort of changed the emphasis. It hasn't taken away really from uh, the Northwest Art because we still do the, 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 the Northwest Biennale every couple of years and, and we, we, we still really try and concentrate for the most part on exhibitions that are to do with Northwestern artists. But it's added another layer. Yeah, it's added absolutely. another. Uh, it's added another attraction for people who want to come and see come and see the museum or revisit or haven't been before. I mean, let's face it: Western art is something that is not everybody's cup of tea. But there are lots of people who think it's wonderful. And you know, we can we can discuss about you know in some of those works of art. There's uh, there's um, recreations of life that aren't exactly they may be truthful and maybe they perpetuate colonialist views and and, and, and all of that but uh, as works of art people really appreciate uh, these things as I say not everybody but but a lot of people do and so I think it's always important for for a museum to have more than one core strength yeah because after all, we need to um, we need to bring our locals back, and the, the locals need to bring their visitors who 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 come and stay. And 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 the more things that we have, the more often they'll return. We can't just rely on exhibitions to to do that. Mm-hmm. I I really uh, have really appreciated the new the new uh, Western Art Galleries. There's a there's there's several just incredibly evocative uh sculptures or paintings in there um and and yeah you know maybe not everything resonates with me and but i i do appreciate the times when uh tacoma art museum gives context uh to to what's on display you know sets it in its historical or a historical yeah. context um that's really appreciated yeah 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 we try really hard um to counter the sort of romanticized view of the west with labels and texts which talk about what it was really like yeah you know yeah i think that's and really important what it was really like for native americans yeah i think that's really important yeah. yeah so so uh the the pandemic really you know uh put us all on a on a a new path um and changed a lot of things but before we get to that could you just kind of walk you know just walk a listener through like uh, what was Tam up to before before all of this kind of started happening to us in the spring? How were what was happening? How were things going? Where were you headed? I, I can hardly remember. <laughs> That's a really good oh, point. <laughs> oh, I know. What were we doing in 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 March? Well, we were planning a couple of shows that didn't happen. Yep. We just opened uh, our chief curator's. Um, um, Magnum Opus as an exhibition, which is a show she'd been working on for 19 years, wow. on the uh, uh, the uh, productions of artists in the Northwest who were working for the WPA art programs uh, in the 30s. Which obviously, <laughs> the more we go on, is more and more of a relevant uh, theme. Sure. Um, and that show closed after three weeks, and and you know normally we have shows for three months, but that show closed after three weeks, and it'll be gone by the time we, we reopen. Mm. Um, there was also a really a, a, amazing uh, um, exhibition uh, that uh, 
that juxtaposed uh, uh, Audubon, um, the uh, the uh, uh, 19th century uh, 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 naturist, naturalist, not naturist, naturalist, with a um, uh, with uh, with a wonderful Native American um, uh, artist here to provide you know links and interchanges, but show the difference between the two centuries. Yeah. And that show also closed after three weeks. Um, uh, uh, Ryan Federson uh, and, and, and Audubon. So, you know, we, we lost a lot of stuff. We lost uh, our show on uh, Andy Warhol in the West. Oh, wow. Um, because, because we'd have probably, you know, by the time October 9th arrived, when we reopened, it would have been closed. So we just... You know, it, it was impossible to bring. So we lost some things that were really um, hard. So those were things that we were planning. Um, you know, we're, we're always planning wonderful festivals and um, events in the museum. Well, of course, we're not doing any of those now. Yeah. We're doing those all online. Yeah. So things have really, things have really taken a paradigm shift. And, and, and from being a place that concentrated on very, very largely, like most museums, on what happens within the four four walls, we've become a place that's really been looking outward and and on on digital outreach uh, programs that we can do digitally. Um, yeah, big change. Big changes. Uh, well, big I want to I want to talk more about how how you see uh, the future unfolding for museums in general and things like that. And I especially want to get into Tam uh, if I can to come our museums reopening and what you have planned. But first, we will take a quick, uh, very quick sponsor break, and then we'll come right back to it. Hello, this is producer Doug Mackey of Channel 253. The worst earthquake I've been in was the 2001 Nisqually quake. What I remember most about that day was watching the building shake, feeling the ground beneath me move, and watching everyone around me diving for cover. I'll never forget that experience but it's been almost 20 years since then. And we all need to build muscle memory so that in the next earthquake, we don't panic and run out the door or something and get hit by falling debris. So do it for real with the Great Washington Shakeout on October 15th at 10.15 a.m. Plan ahead. Will your drill be at home, work, or elsewhere? Wherever you are, everyone in the state is encouraged to take a minute to drop cover and hold on, just like you would in a real earthquake. Again, the shakeout is scheduled for 10.15 a.m. on October 15th. Got that? 10.15 on 10.15. Easy to remember. You can learn more and get earthquake preparedness tips at shakeout.org Washington. Thank you to the Great Washington Shakeout for sponsoring this episode of Channel 253. All right, we're back. Thank you to our sponsor and thank you to the members of Channel 253 who support this network uh, with uh, their membership of $4 a month or $40 a year. It's so appreciated uh, to have your support for independent media, especially covering things that are not as always as well covered elsewhere. So uh, we appreciate that. Channel253.com slash membership. One of the perks is uh, access to a members-only podcast hosted by sound producer Doug, a familiar voice on this podcast. So go check it out. 
And we are back again with David Setford of Tacoma Art Museum. David, one of my other questions for you um, before we get into what, what Tacoma Art Museum's going, well, no, let's start with Tacoma Art Museum. Never mind. We'll, we'll end with the big, big picture. Um, you just mentioned October 9th, Tacoma Art Museum is going to reopen. Tell me what's, what that's going to look and feel like for, for a, vis a visitor. Well, that's a really good question. Um, we, we are, we've been working really hard. We've been working actually in conjunction with the other museums in the district um, um, to come up with a schedule that we all think we, we, can, we can do um, um, financially. I mean, we, we, we obviously want to serve the public, um, but we don't want to open our doors if we're getting three people in or one person in or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So we all decided that we'd open pretty much all of us, except for the History Museum, which is working, which is a state museum. So it has different um, mm. uh, different things that it has to uh, has to do. Um, we we all decided that we'd open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays to start with, because those are obviously our most popular days from ten to five. So um, the Museum of Glass and the uh, 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 the LeMay Car Museum, both opened uh, last Friday. Um, we're opening on the 9th. Um, and the reason we're opening on the 9th is an interesting reason, because we had a new piece of equipment installed, but I'll come back to that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so how will it look? Well, obviously, you know, we're all used to wearing these things, these masks, yep. and, and to have... Um, to have um, uh, a hand sanitizer everywhere and um, uh, tissues available everywhere uh, and, and, and bins and forcing people to, not forcing people, but encouraging people, should I say, to wash their hands as often as they can. Uh, but more than, any, more than all of those things, which yes, we'll be doing, and there'll be notices about that outside the museum before they, people come in and, and as they enter the museum. Um, more than even that, the most the most obvious difference will be, um, like in a, a supermarket checkout, there'll be places to uh, line up to get your ticket. We'll be asking people to reserve online. Okay. Very much like uh, open table type of reservation. You don't pay when you reserve, but you just re reserve your slot and then you pay when you arrive uh, at the museum. Um, but you'll have to line up on those spots, like in a supermarket. Um, and then when you've got your tickets, there's a one-way system. So people will have to follow the one-way system. And I've seen some stores doing that, and I've seen some stores who don't do that. Yeah. But we figured out that it was a pretty good way of, uh, uh, of uh, ensuring that people kept the six-feet distance um, um, and uh, and didn't you know didn't crowd up and run into each other in constricted constricted parts of the museum. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's what the so those are some, the of, those are some of the most obvious ways, and and those are uh, we actually worked as a, a, a as a museum industry um, and sent to the governor uh, way back in uh, way back in July a list of um, actually June a list of uh, protocols that we thought we could do to make it safe. And they looked at them, and they looked at them, and it was uh, uh, it was in uh, early September that they said we could go back. 
uh, or reopen or early to mid-September that they said we could reopen and they finally accepted those pr protocols and added a couple of their own. But the biggest difference for us will be, I, t I said we, uh, we, uh, we opened on the night because we were installing a new piece of equipment. We're, we're so concerned about the public and we're so concerned about our staff being safe. I mean, we're a community museum. Um, it's not just about money. It's not just about people paying at the gate. We want to make sure, yeah, we want people to come in, but we want them to be safe. Sure. So we, uh, we looked around for uh, uh, ways to make our HVAC, our uh, you know, uh, air handling system, uh, create even cleaner air. Um, we were already pretty high up in terms of the filtration system that we use. Um, but we found a system um, uh, that, uh, an ionization system that, uh, that sends uh, out into the gallery spaces positive and negative ions, which neutralize viruses and bacteria and pathogens and gases above your head. So, you know, we've all heard about, you know, the droplets and we've all heard about the aerosols and, and how dangerous those can potentially be. Mm -hmm. Well, we think at TAM, those will pretty much be neutralized by this new system. Wow. Um, and, and so we're very, very, very pleased that we think we probably have the safest place in Tacoma. Visit. Well, you know, I got to say uh, a museum, especially something like that, that's a place where I naturally want to give people some, you know, some social distance before I'd ever heard that term. Like, you know, yeah. I'll look at this painting while you look at that one. And then when you yeah, move yeah. on, I'll come yeah. over there. Like, yeah. like there's, yeah. there's already some natural social distancing that, that happens in there. So I, I feel like that, that, uh, that should work really well, especially with, with yeah. uh, that new technology that you're bringing in. So that's, that's yeah. great to yeah. hear. We're, we're, proud of that i have to say that's wonderful <laughs> and then you also have some programs um that that are you know are going on uh, art is always open can you talk more about that campaign well art is always open um so i said already that we pivoted somewhat so that we took a lot of our programs online and actually created some new programs uh in the online in the online space in the digital space so um Art is always open is, uh, is, is a campaign, an advertising campaign, basically, and a marketing campaign that will actually tell people that we're doing this um, and will drive people to those programs. Um, so we're always open online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, so that's why it's called Art is Always Open. Um, but there are a lot of great programs that we have put online and that we will be putting online in the next month or so um, that this will really drive people towards. Um, so that's wonderful. Um, and, and you can do it. Obviously, you can do all of these things on, on your cell phone or on your iPad or on your laptop or on your tablet or, or, or whatever, whatever way you want to do this. Mm -hmm. um, but we we feel that it's that whereas we will get you know a, a large proportion I think of our uh, of our visiting public back at some point I don't know I'm not saying when but at some point yep. but we also feel that the bus business has changed there will now be people who are looking for online programs especially people who are further away. 
and in underserved communities. Uh, and the interesting thing is we've been we've been following um, where people are logging on to to do these online programs that oh, we're interesting. doing. And and we've got people in in uh, in Seattle and we got people in Chicago and we got people in Manhattan signing on to our online programs. So you know that's what we're aiming to do to increase our relevance regionally and, and even nationally through this through this uh, uh, art is always open. Uh, uh, that's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. So, so obviously, you know, institutions like Tacoma Art Museum have been hit uh, by the, the pandemic loss of, you know, revenue and, you know, people coming, things like that. How do you see uh, Tacoma Art Museum or even just museums in general uh, getting out of this, uh, you know, getting our, our way back to something that resembles normal or just new, you know, whatever the new normal is? Well, uh, yeah, I have to say that we probably lost over 400,000. Um, wow. Had, for instance, maybe 250 from, uh, from earned income, you know, at the door, uh, gift shop, uh, cafe sure. uh, programs, rentals. Wow. A lot of people rent our space. So That's a beautiful that space. That was a big loss. And a less of a loss, but still, you know, from, from our... Uh, uh, from our contributed income from donors and members and stuff like that, because there's been a lot of uh, nervousness, I would say, about what the stock market was going to do, and, and uh, so people have, have have you know been a little bit more careful. Um, having said that, we've done pretty well. We found that so we just had our online gala about uh, ten days ago. We found that it was pretty pretty damn successful. It didn't make as go. much. As, we didn't make as much as we made a, a year ago with an in-person gala, but at the same time, you didn't have that excitement of of uh, two hundred and fifty people in a room bidding against each other at the auction and drinking champagne, you know, <laughs> so or, or or whatever they were drinking. So it was. A, we had a pretty good result. That's um, great. And I think that is one of the things that's going to change. I think we're going to, uh, I think museums are going to um, uh, really incorporate this online event uh, idea into their future, into their futures, whether or not we open again full time. Yeah. I mean, right now we can't have a, a girl, even after we reopen on the night, we're not allowed to have more than five people in, in one in one enclosed space. Mm -hmm. So we can't have that. But even if we were suddenly to go to phase phase four and be able to have, you know, all the types of people that we, numbers of people that we had before, we might be looking at um, incorporating those, uh, those, those types of special events. And we'll definitely be doing these online programs, programs um, and, 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 and reaching, reaching further afield. Sure. Um, we're going to be looking at, obviously, you know, one of the things I didn't mention earlier on is, of course, our daily cleaning has increased a hundredfold. You know, all of those surfaces, rails, front desks, elevator buttons, all of those things are being cleaned, cleaned multiple times a day. And that is not going to stop. When we go to phase four, you know, this is just these are things that we learn that we should do that we should have been doing anyway. 
um, probably. Um, we're all learning. Then, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and we're all we're all learning. Yeah. Um, That's wonderful. Wonderful to 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 hear that assessment, and it's good to know what what you're doing there. I do know you you off you have something coming up um, that's that's kind of become a, a tradition at Tacoma Art Museum with uh, Dia de los Muertos, and you also have some other things like the South Sound Selects. Can you talk about what's coming up in the future just to preview that for anyone well, who's listening? So, so I, I said we've been putting out some of our programs and, um, and exhibitions online. But right now we have our In the Spirit Native American Festival online. It's in conjunction with the History Museum and the Museum of Glass. Mm-hmm. And that's online um, uh, and, until uh, October 17th. Dia de los Muertos. Oh, my word. So 14 years ago, we installed, uh, we got some local groups uh, to install some, some altars and a couple of, do a couple of programs in the museum. And I think we got like 400 people in. Wow. Uh, last year, we got 4,000 people in on the one day. Wow. Which, you know, it's just like too many people. <laughs> <laughs> we know that now but, for sure. <laughs> but but um, it, it's wonderful. But so what we've done is, is to put, try and get that energy encapsulated and put online. So we are having the uh, altars installed in people's houses. Oh, interesting. So rather than install them in the museum in, in the Great Hall or in one of the galleries, people are putting them up in their own houses and we'll have video shots of them uh, online. So the exhibition part of it, the altars, will be uh, in, in people's houses, but you'll be able to scan through them all uh, uh, online. And there's going to be a bunch of other programs too. Um, the one thing that we will do at the museum is the wonderful sand painting, uh, the tapeti, uh, uh, which we do every year. So people will be able to come back and see that. It's, it's beautiful when I've seen it. It's really cool. I, and I've been in when, when they've been creating it as well. And that's just a fascinating process to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that is the most fascinating. Of course, kids think think it's carpet and go underneath <laughs> underneath the thing, and they run across it and they go, "Oh, mommy, mommy!" And then we've got this amazing show coming up. So while we were still heavily closed and not even knowing when we were going to open, and when we cancelled those shows or lost those exhibitions, I told you about, we came up with this new um, idea for an exhibition based partly uh, from the fact that we really wanted to engage people more. I mean, the one thing that this year has told us um, through COVID and and also through the um, Black Lives Matter movement and all of the demonstrations and and the um, uh, unrest following the the murder of uh, George Floyd was, was that people felt that we didn't always involve the community enough in what we were doing. So we have come up with this idea of uh, South Sound Selects, which is taking 14 members of Tacoma Museum staff, Tacoma Art Museum staff, but not not the normal curators, and getting them to pair with each, with one person from their own circle outside of the museum and go to our uh, permanent collections and choose up to four or five works as a pair uh, that they wanted to juxtapose that talked about their lives or their situations 
or that they just liked as works of art. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be an enormously different exhibition in terms of the selection. There may not be any flow from one uh, group's uh, selection to the next group's selection. But it's going to bring out things that people have never seen before. I would imagine. And it's going to show what really interests people in the community uh, and in different communities. And, and we're going to have um, explanations of why they chose this by each, one's of, each one of the curators with their, with their faces above it. So, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to begin this march that we, we need to, and all museums need to do, to show that we really are, even more than we thought we were, a community museum interested in everybody's voice um, and wanting everybody in, the, in every part of the community to be able to see themselves visiting the museum and in the museum. That sounds really great. I'm, uh, that's really impressive to hear. Um, is there anything else you would like to make sure our listeners are aware of uh, that's, that's going on or coming up at TAM that you want to give a, a plug for before we, we wrap things up? No, there's so many things going on. We're 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 uh, we're we're busy. Um, we're busy all the time. You'll you'll be able to see a lot more of the programs um, if you follow that uh, art is always open uh, link. Uh, click on that whenever you see it. Um, you can also go straight to the website and go to Tam at Home, and that will take you to a lot of the programs that we have put together. Um, I have to say, one thing I forgot to say is that this um, uh, South Sound Selects exhibition will not only be installed in the galleries, but there will be a virtual uh, 3D tour of it uh, online. So it will be installed in the galleries um, on November the 21st. And we're hoping that by December the 2nd, we'll have an online tour of it, uh, 3D tour of it, virtual tour of it. Yeah. So you can go look up, you can look down, you can zoom in on the labels, you can click on the labels and go further and maybe there'll be a YouTube video and, and other things that you can look at about a particular artist. So it'll be multi-layered. Um, so those are the types of things that I really want to encourage people to, to keep looking for on our on our website uh, because there will become there will be more and more of them as time goes by. That sounds really great, especially for, uh, uh, as you've described that exhibit, um, it sounds like how the selected pieces of art are put next to each other and how they are uh, paired is part of the interest. And so having a way to show the actual gallery makes a lot of sense for it. Yeah. Interestingly, we had, uh, there was one work of art, and I can't remember who it was by, that... Uh, that like eight out of the 14 pairs wanted to use. <laughs> and, and only one person can obviously use it. Because sure. It is, is being hung on the wall, this show. So. Wow. But really, really, impre really impressive groups, really impressive choices. And, and as I say, it'll really, it'll say something about what the community wants to see and how the community feels right now um, and how they're getting through this Weirdest of weird years, two thousand. Yeah. No kidding. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to get back to to Tacoma Art Museum. It's a it's a wonderful place. Uh, my office is nearby there, and every so often, my wife and I would uh, 
take a take a lunch and and walk through and it always recharged my creative batteries so uh well, i'm excited cool. excited for you to reopen great we hope that people will come and recharge there after all of this uh stuff that's been going on and art can do that it really can, can uh, our batteries and our lives yeah well, again, thank you for your time. And uh, uh, anyone can follow the links to uh, to the information that David gave in the show notes. And uh, again, thanks, David. Thanks so much, Eric. Really appreciate it. Likewise. Did you know Channel 253 is member-supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. We Art Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Gimme the Mic. This is Channel 253.